So my friends, on the first Sunday of Lent every year, we read uh, from the account of the temptation of our Lord in the desert, and Mark's account of it, very short, um, can give us some great points to reflect upon as we begin our Lenten season. The first is that we hear that it's the Spirit that drove Jesus out into the desert, and that is immediately after his baptism, immediately upon coming up from the waters, we hear the Spirit drove him into the desert. Uh, and so this is post-baptism, right? And, and that just sets the tone for who is Lent primarily about. It's about the baptized. It's the time for the conversion of the children of God, that we, sons and daughters of God, need our time for conversion. And so Lent is a time when those who have already been baptized focus uh, more completely, more intentionally, on works of prayer and penance, almsgiving, so that we ourselves who are falling short day by day of our baptism, as we're all ought to do, can convert, that we can return, that this is a time for us to get better at what we promised to do or was promised on our behalf at our baptism and we affirmed at our confirmation. Lent is a time for us to turn back and that Jesus is led by the Spirit, that it's the Spirit who leads him. And so we need to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us in the Lenten season. Does the Holy Spirit guide my Lent? Or is my Lent about me and what I want, my thoughts, my plans? Rather, Lent has to be a time when we're led by the Spirit. Does the Holy Spirit lead us in our Lenten penances? Now, Jesus was led into the desert to be tempted. And that we in Lent will be tempted. We'll be tempted. um, It's a time of trial. It's a time, um, it's like endurance training where through opposition, we grow in strength. We grow in our dependence on the Lord. And so we, we're tempted by our, first in giving stuff up, we're usually tempted by our own weaknesses. We're tempted by um, our own animality. He's in the, devil, in the desert among the wild beasts, right? We're tempted by that wild beast that's in our own lives and our own heart. Our own kind of just base desires at times are our, pur- our purely human, unelevated, unsanctified Desires And so in Lent, like, yeah, I really just want to sleep in, or I really just want that extra bar of chocolate, or I want whatever it is that I gave up. Well, it's, that's my concupiscence. That's my own human animality, um, which is, is tempting me. But that's not it. It's not just Lent as a personal struggle against myself. In the time of Lent, we're also tempted by the devil. Jesus is tempted by the devil. And each of us, if we really enter into the desert of Lent, we also will be tempted by the evil one. And so we need to be open to that. That it's not just what I gave up, but it's what gets thrown at me in Lent. I I know uh, I was just talking to a friend yesterday who um, is really trying to live a life of holiness, and he had a great plan for Lent. And then it was on Friday that in the house that he and his family recently moved into, the washing machine leaked. And it flooded the whole ground, the whole first floor of their house, not the basement. So now it's seeping down into the bay. They've got fans. What a way to live a quiet and prayerful Lent than to have, um, you know, 13 dehumidifiers and industrial fans trying to dry out your new house so that the floor doesn't get compromised. Like, that's stuff getting thrown at us that we don't plan on. And this guy, I think, is trying to take it like a saint as best as any of us can in those minutes, in those moments. Um, but that we, stuff will be thrown at us during Lent that we don't plan. And don't think that that's just coincidence. Uh, the devil is really going to try for each one of us in some particular way to mess up our Lent, 
to get us to break our resolutions, to get us to turn away from a growth in holiness. And so if the devil, uh, a fallen angel, is opposed to us and our own weak human nature is, is not really an ally, well then, um, who do we need to turn to? Well, the, of course, it's the Holy Spirit leading us. But also, we need to, uh, as we hear in the gospel, the angels minister to him. And so let's turn to the angels. This could be a great when we reflect on Mark's gospel, that the angels minister to him. Let's ask our guardian angel to help us during Lent. I, I mean, that's just a great question, and it's a good examination of conscience for me. Like, if I ask my guardian angel to help me in Lent, like, is that, have I done that? The, the angels are there to help us. All we have to do is ask them. But have we asked our guardian angel to help us? When we're going through a particular time of difficulty and temptation and what could seem like the devil trying to mess up our Lent, do we ask St. Michael the Archangel to help us, to defend us? When we're going through, maybe uh, if you know, there's a time of sickness in Lent, do we ask St. Raphael to help us? What are the ways that we ask the angels to help us? Do we ask St. Gabriel, you know, Gabriel the Archangel, to help us understand the words of Scripture as we go deeper in our prayer? We should ask the angels to help us in our Lent. Don't be so foolish as to try to do Lent alone. No, like, let's get the angels to help us and the Holy Spirit guiding us. Here's the final point, context-wise, that this gospel is that after Jesus does this time of preparation and goes out for this time of temptation and is victorious, we hear that then he came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. Lent is not an end in itself, but it's a means to an end. For Lent, for the church, Lent is like spring training. It's not the real, it's not the season. What are we going to have to do? This is our spring training for the work of evangelization that we have to do the other 345 days a year. That we need this time more intensely to get back to the basics, to focus on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, to do battle with those areas of our life where we need conversion so that we're not asking when we go out particularly the Easter season is focused in evangelization. This Lenten season, we shouldn't be asking people to do something we haven't done ourselves. And so I'm converting this Lent. The sinner, Father Casey, hopes to convert this Lent so that as I go preach the gospel in the future, I'm not saying do something that I haven't done or I was unwilling to do. That Lent is a time to be prepared, looking to apostolate. And so see this Lent in a way, not as an end in itself, not just as a, as a you know, blip in the radar. No, no, rather see it as a time of real preparation. There's a difference between just doing something to get through it and doing something to prepare. In Lent, we are preparing. We're training. We're getting back to basics so that we could go out and be more effective in apostolate. And the way that will be most effective is if this Lent, we let ourselves be docile to the Holy Spirit. We let ourselves um, li- uh, live a type of self-denial and we let the angels help us so that the same exact things that we do during Lent, we apply to our apostolate. We let the Holy Spirit drive our apostolate. We live self-denial in the apostolate and the angels and the saints and all of them are helping us. We're not so foolish as to do it alone. And so, my friends, this is uh, the course that the church is setting, in, uh, setting us on this Lent. A time for the conversion of the children of God. And so we ask our Lord, each of us in our own way, that we be open to how the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives today. 
We be open to how the Holy Spirit wants to change us this land and mold us more into the image of Christ. So when the time comes to go out and preach the gospel, to go out and win new disciples, even apostles for our Lord, that we've been prepared, we're ready, and our apostles will be effective with the power of Almighty God.